and while you are dreaming of a Merry Christmas and a prosperous new year, we interrupt your regularly scheduled program to remind you to save space for Sweet Tea and Lemonade Podcast Tribe. Now, who is Sweet Tea and Lemonade Podcast Tribe? We got your Dr. Kyle Holmes, your Dr. Tiffany Haynes, and your Dr. Nikita Lovelady. Yeah, this is an amazing tribe of professional singles, mothers, marrieds, you name it, we got it right here and we are representing you. Now, look at here. This is what happened. What do you do when life is serving you up so many lemons that you are nearly swimming in the proverbial lemonade pond? We're glad you asked. The co-hosts of Sweet Tea and Lemonade, that would be your very own Dr. Tiffany Haynes, Dr. Lovelady and Dr. Holmes. And as I call them, my sister friends, this tribe got together, made a date with the soundest, wisest, funniest, silliest girls they knew and began relaxing, relating, releasing, and talking uncensored. Sometimes we giggled, sometimes we cried, but what we did was we remembered that we were not alone in this season and we started to reap the benefits. Now we were having so much fun that we thought it was not fair to you all for us to do this in the privacy of our homes without you getting to, in, to enjoy what we enjoy each and every time we get together. So welcome, Dr. Holmes, Dr. Haynes, Dr. Lovelady, this is the last time you're gonna hear doctor because we're gonna <laughs> refer to each other as Kyla, Tiffany, Rhonda, and Nikita. Welcome, family. Yay! Yay! And don't forget to share because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna want your friends to hear what we are about to talk about as we talk about when life serves you lemons, serving up some sweet tea and lemonade to all you girls. And we're gonna talk about going into 2021 live, fun, bringing our joy and bringing the wisdom that we learned from 2020 into 2021 to not simply survive, but to thrive. All right now, jump right in. I mean, how we jump in after that? She's so professional, gave us her radio voice. <laughs> and want us to be like, let's just start talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's like a matter. That's what we've been talking about is how to um, process 2020 and go into 2021 as much as we can with joy, with love, with laughter, and with all our lessons learned, right? Just how to do that, even when stuff is still going on. Because we know like all the hardship of 2020 ain't just gonna magically go away, right? But how right. can we still go into 2021 with some measure of positivity? Yes. Being so how do we do that? I don't know how we do that. Like, so how how we doing? How we bringing this joy into 2020? I think we start by reflecting on some of the joys. A lot of times you hear people talk about the losses of 2020 and really fixate on that but really to balance that out and go back and remember our successes, our wins, our pivots, and, um, and not just our pains. And then think about what we want. 2020 was a year of survival for most of us, but we want to transition into 2021 with not simply a numb survive, survivor's mindset, but with a thriver's mindset. How are we going to go forward. And so what does that look like for you, Rhonda? For me, I, I, I have a journal beside my bed and I, it's a gratitude journal. And so 
each day I go in and I, uh, I'm very mindful of just the small things. When I first started doing it, you know, it might be for stuff that I received or, or whatever way back when, but now it's for, you know, being able to walk with my dog, being able to sleep in, for mm -hmm. being able to connect with my dad's wife, you know, those kinds of things. And, and so my gratitude journal is about the small stuff that we so frequently overlook. And, and I make it a point, one of my habits is to belly laugh. I don't laugh and cover my mouth like some people. I want to belly laugh without my mouth covered. And so I go back and I think about what made me laugh hard like that, you know? And I, 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 I just, I want to bring my authentic self. And as I remember the people that, that brought me joy, and sometimes we focus on the people who, uh, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And the people who really deliver for us, we forget about them because they don't make a fuss. I make it a point to write in my journal the people who make it easier for me so that I can go back and give them a gift card or, or say something thoughtful to them. Because the people who make it hard for us will get all of our attention. And then we don't give proper recognition and do attention to the people who really help our lives just go effortlessly. And that journal beside my bed is, is what helps me to recall. And then of course I put in there, you know, what I'm going to do the next day so I can, can be thoughtful and, and have my stuff together. But the part that brings me the most joy is thinking about who made me laugh, you know, who made me reflect, who was a gift to me. Well, I know I'm in your journal a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You in my journal as the person who made me belly laugh. <laughs> what? Not the person who made your life easier? I thought that was definitely going to be easier. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good. I think for me, when I think about going into 2021 and how, you know, we have our traditional New Year's resolutions and all of that. You know, I've never been a fan of vision boards. Um, and it's not that I'm not a fan of vision because I, 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 I admire vision, but it's because the vision board is just kind of like it's the dream, but it's not like the action, the plan to get you to, to achieve those um, goals. And so um, I think making sure that you have some strategies for how you're going to achieve those goals, whether it's the small things. If you want to keep those small things um, in your daily routine, your daily life, change that lifestyle, then, hey, how do we do that? You have to make time. It may be putting it on your calendar. It may be throwing away the calendar for some. I don't know. But, um, but having a plan, you know, and also I think a big piece of having a plan, because I am a planner, is to also be okay, like with the with the contingency plan. If it doesn't go right, you know, um, being okay and having a plan to remedy the situation and say, hey, I'm not going to do this this year, but I'm going to achieve this step to get there, you know. And so um, for me, that's how I'm getting ready for 2021. It's definitely a lot of reflection 
of 2020 in the past years, but also um, looking at those goals that I want to achieve for 2021 and putting uh, some strategies to that and having fun while you're doing it too, enjoying life mm -hmm. while you're doing that, while you're working the plan. So, I think you said something really when you talked about reflection, because I feel like this year I have reflected more in this past few weeks as I prepare for 2021 more than I've ever done at the end of a year. Um, and really trying to be mindful of what did I learn in 2020? Uh, what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about others? And how can I take those lessons and build upon them and not lose that lesson in 2020? And so like the gratitude piece that, that Rhonda talked about and, and not waiting for huge things to be grateful for, but being grateful for even the small stuff, I learned that in 2020. Cause I was definitely like a big person. So it had to be a big goal. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, let's celebrate. And now I'm like, my neighbor cut my grass just to be nice. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm so grateful for you because you know, I wasn't cutting it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, but you know, even small things like my dad learned how to use zoom so that we can like have communication with him during the week and not have to drive, you know, all, I mean, we would have driven. It's not a big deal, but we get to have like conversations with him over the week, you know, via Zoom and see his face and make sure he's doing okay. And that's huge. So mm -hmm. the being grateful and remembering those lessons of gratefulness um, is helping me. But it's also the things I learned about myself, I think it's going to help me make realistic goals for 2021. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I get a little bit unrealistic and I'm like, my goal is to exercise at 5 a.m., yeah. five days out of the week. I'm going to reach that goal. Partly, I don't have to be up at five o'clock. No. Like, you know, like I'm just, no. it's just not, not a realistic goal. But I have learned now because I had to prioritize that I had to say, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at getting up early. I'm not really a great detail person. Now, here are some things I am good at and I want to grow on those, but I'm not good at this. And so when I make these new goals, I'm going to try to be more realistic and true to who I am so yeah. that they have a better chance of actually, you know, achieving them. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's my thing. I mean, Tiffany, you hit on something that I think I realized was a lesson learned in 2020. And then also was kind of more of a realistic goal, at least for me going into 2021, is that in certain areas of my life, I don't think I was being authentic to who I am. And when I say who I am, I feel like from my worldview is who God created me to be and being too focused on um, who I think I should be according to other people's kind of definition um, valuing other people's thoughts and opinions and ways of seeing things more so than what I feel like really was in me. So it's just like, okay, I realized the areas where I really wasn't doing that and the areas where I needed to do that. So it's like, and I think I've already shared with you, Tiffany, it's just going into 2021, like really in this authentic way, like in all areas, what, like basic stuff. What do I like and not like just on what's fun for me, what's exciting for me and what's not um what kind of food do I like let me just eat the food I enjoy still doing all this in safe and healthy ways but in balanced ways but really just looking at it like that what do I like 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 what what do uh, what is God revealing to me from a spiritual standpoint um what am I what where do I want to position myself professionally what do I think with relationships who do I like and when I say relationships not just romantic relationships friendships who do I want to connect with who do I need to kind of be like hmm, let me just fall back me fall back a little bit. Who do I want to lean into? And then obviously that can apply to romantic type of things as well, but really authentic, like in all areas, like hit all areas more authentically, for sure. Like truly who am I? 
Hmm. That's my 2021. We can call it a goal. We can put it on a vision board. I don't know where we're going to put it. Make it a play in. I don't know what it needs to be. But I know that's the way it's situated in my heart. It's going to be an authentic way of being in 2021. Whatever that's going to look like. And we're going to let the Lord lead. <laughs> Do the rest of y'all have a theme for 2021? Because I feel like that's Kyla's theme. Like oh, it's the whole theme. Yeah. What's her theme? Authenticity. Yes, that's her theme. Mine for 2021 is love fearlessly. Many times I have noticed that I will go in and and, and it's interesting because I told my husband at one point, I was like, I went in with all the baggage from the old ladies, the old church ladies and the old world ladies into the marriage with have your secret account, have your do 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 have your rainy day plan. And, and I didn't realize how much those nuggets of, of wisdom <laughs> weighed me down such that I was really sending my representative out in weight of him hurting me. And I didn't want to give all of me to him and all of that or whatever, because what if? And so for many years, he, he got, he didn't get the whole Rhonda and all of her glory and her authenticity because I was waiting on him to what if he left I didn't want to give everything and so as I started to to give that to him loving fearlessly you know and I would I remember having this conversation I was like but but you know what if and and it was like the Lord needing to reassure me that regardless he had me so whatever happened God had me and to to give my best to him because my the marriage relationship is like a, you know it's a reflection of God and so I'm not to hold back and so as I started to love my husband fearlessly and without regard of well what is he going to think if I'm too vulnerable is he going to use this against me that gift of loving him fearlessly it wasn't just for him it was for me as well because the way I love I can't make it about you. Now, the way you are may cause me to draw back and you may not get the benefit of all of my generosity or my kindness or whatever, because I'm not going to be around you because you're awful. But I can't let one experience with someone who hurt me then color and frame the context of how I engage other people. And so, yes, I may have had a bad friendship, and may I, maybe I, I gave too much or I didn't set boundaries. And I don't want that friendship or that bad experience to then shape and color my experience with my other girlfriends. So when I say love fearlessly, I mean love fearlessly with my husband, with my friends. Now with love fearlessly, I am going to choose wisely who I invite into my circle because of how open and friendly and engaging and generous I am, I'm not going to invite parasites into my circle, but I can't let other people who have harmed me. I remember being completely publicly humiliated in a space. And while it was happening, I was praying, Lord, do not let this change who I am or how I love because I made a bad judgment in this friendship because you can make some, some things can happen in your friendships and then you, you draw back and you think, how in the world did I choose this person? And so I knew, I, I don't know how I had the wisdom to be praying that prayer, but I knew that if I did not 
focus and intention, be intentional about not letting that hurt me, that it was going to shift the way I, the way I friended forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, and so I'm so thankful that in spite of all of the pain, in spite of all of the rejection and the disappointments that I can continue to love fearlessly. And I'm intentional about it. I am intentional about it just because of who you are is not going to change how I love. Yes. Yeah. So, Kyla and Rhonda so churchy and deep. I just not stress. So Don't they get your life together quick? They get your life together quickly. They be like, mm, now this will take this and go and be great. <laughs> I think that was churchy. <laughs> that wasn't a churchy answer. <laughs> churchy and deep together. Yeah, I say the spirit of God was was speaking through Rhonda with that. <laughs> <laughs> mine's like they're deep my thing for 2021 is just do it I'm taking it from Nike sorry um, <laughs> don't get ready to do it <laughs> don't think about do it you, you, we do that too long so just do it <laughs> you know yeah. so that, that, that's my theme and that's in everything whether it's you know personal life family relationships all of that as well as you know my academic life all of that just do it you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and a lot of that is like peeling back the fear of like, you know, not it not being good enough or it not being perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. We don't, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And if it, if it fails, Hey, you learn and, and, and you get up and you do it again. So just do it. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Tiffany, what's yours? Yeah. yeah. Consistent. Be consistent. Ooh. Um, one of the things that I see about myself in 2020 is that I have a tendency to start strong and then I let it go. And so there are things, there are big things that I have been praying for in every area of my life that I just feel like if you would just do the small things consistently, you would be closer to where you want to be than you are right now. And that is just, that's what I'm focusing on in 2021 is to be consistent, not to do these big unrealistic goals that I can't keep up, but to be really true to who I am, make the goals that align with my purpose and who I am created to be, and to be inconsistent in those behaviors every day. When I want to do them, when I don't want to do them, when I'm sick of it, all of that, like the discipline to be consistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. discipline is huge, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is huge because I think as people like we were created and I speak for myself like I know like I, I'm the type of person that I feel deeply and I think deeply about a lot of things but I think which which can be good like there's a lot of good things that come from that I feel like God placed it on the inside of me but the flip side of it when there's not in balance and all that kind of stuff then feeling deeply can lead to um, doing things in an emotion led way so I felt some emotion really deeply or I felt this or whatever so then it might could get me off track right like that could really be a hindrance to being disciplined and, and self-control so that's why I like that with consistency because like no matter what you're feeling no matter the current circumstance like if you know that you know in your wise mind with all your wisdom that this is what God told you to do is like well then just do that thing kind of like you said Nikita like just do it just do it despite the fear the anxiety the worry or whatever like still keep pressing and get it done so yeah I think that's good I'm gonna take pieces of all of y'all words too though and add it with my consistency I see that now it's gonna be like little offshoots of all of that so uh when you, 
when you see my vision board, don't be mad when it has like all y'all words on there. <laughs> don't forget to put your plan on there too, though. <laughs> you know, I, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So <laughs> I am very much about like having a plan. I can make great plans. This year, I'm being consistent with following through on the plan. <laughs> Yeah, being realistic and yeah, consistent. All of that is kind of like smart goals, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't ask me what what the actor like what it means, but smart goals, specific, measurable, measurable, attainable, attainable, time based. Oh yeah, realistic and time based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I think that's the way to do it. So it sounds like we all have some smart goals for 2021. Smart, balanced, safe, and healthy goals. I will say it's something that I do want to add to to what we're talking about um and maybe it's just you know the general feeling that I get you know is that you know sometimes people look for markers like the beginning of a new year you know this is a new mark we can change and and yes that is true but I just wanted to be clear like you know we still we in 2020 we kind of built and added to our toolbox of how to survive in the midst of chaos. So let's not throw the toolbox away, you know, while we're building and figuring out how to drive. I mean, how to thrive, not drive, thrive in 2021, you know? So I think that's important because I don't want, I don't want people to, you know, just, yes, it's a new year. You can, you can do all these things, but we still have to be safe. We still have a pandemic. We still have a lot of things going on and we still need us to pull out those tools and those skills that you've gained to survive 2020, they still need to be used for 2020, I mean, 2021, so. Um, yeah. yeah, there's nothing magical that's gonna happen at midnight to where everything that we've gone through in 2020 will be magically erased and we have like this blank slate. We like to think that, um, but we will bring 2020 into 2021 with us. We are yeah. still going to be in a pandemic. We are still going to have some political unrest. Um, we are still going to have some social injustices occurring. Mm-hmm. All of that's going to happen in 2021. It won't be, you know, magically taken away. So I think that's a great thing to remember yeah. that what we, and I think that's why we spent so much time reflecting on what did we learn in 2020, because 2021 is not going to just magically become this, you know, easy road that we, you know, like, oh my goodness. It's 2021 yeah. now. We've left 2020 behind. Like, no, it's here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was kind of thinking as you were talking to Keita because you were saying the toolkit. You know, I know when I work a lot with people in, you know, counseling or therapy, we talk a lot about, like, what's in that toolkit? What are you taking with you? When do you need to bring out what strategy, technique, skill? So I was kind of thinking as you were saying, I was like, huh, what tools did I kind of learn or, or, or pull together in 2020 that I can take on with, just with, with me into 2021. And I know for me, like I'm just naturally a, a, a person of routine. People tell me all the time, you just have your little habits and your little routines. And that's true. But I think I did have to reflect on, okay, now are they healthy routines though? Do I have a healthy routine? So I think for me, I just figured out like what I need for me to stay um, cause since I, I feel like I pour out a lot, just with what we do professionally, what some people do in ministry, what they call it business ministry professionally, like I need, I realized there were times where I was not recharging and refueling. Like I need to, despite whatever my routine was, it wasn't mm-hmm. recharging and refueling. So mm-hmm. I needed to find a way 
to do that. So, I, you know, whatever that is, whether it's having, like you were talking earlier, Rhonda, about a belly laugh, I need to laugh, I need to just have some downtime, watch just some, honestly, some mindless TV. If I need to do my little praise dancing at home, worship, devotion, like whatever it is, whatever the, the routine, I needed to, I need to carry that into 2021. Because I learned in 2020, I wasn't consistent. And like you, Tiffany's were consistent about a healthy routine, even though I am a routine person. I needed to make sure they were healthy and recharging me in the way that I needed to do what I needed to do every day. Yeah. Well, that's going to be my little toolkit I'm taking. You know what's in my toolkit uh, that I'm taking with me is no. <laughs> um, I feel like I, a lot of times, accept things to be like, okay, yeah, I can make that happen. I can do that for you. Yeah, I can do this type of thing. And those boundaries where I say no, I had to learn that in 2020, where when I had to, when I set a vacation, because I didn't take a vacation until September. Um, and when I took that first vacation, I was like, no, I'm not answering your email. I'm, I'm not, and if you call me and you're talking about work, I'm going to hang up on you. Like, I'm, I'm that serious about it. I have to tell you no. <laughs> Nikita, yeah, because Nikita's calling. I was like, if you're talking to me about work, now if you want to just talk, we can talk. If you can ask me a question about work, I'm, I'm not here for that. Um, and I had to get silence on the other end. Silence. <laughs> no, I hang up. I will hang up on you. Um, because yeah. I had to be that serious yeah. about my uh, boundaries and that you know, talking about recharging. I have to do that recharging. Sometimes that means I have to pull away from the thing. I love my job. I love what I do, but it takes a lot. You know, it takes a lot of work and everything. And sometimes you just need to draw away from all of that and do some additional things. And so I had to learn to say, no, no, I can't. I mean, I can do five or six different groups and, and things in one day. It's just not, it doesn't serve me well. So I had to learn how to say no to the things that I could do, but it's not going to serve me well. And if it doesn't serve me well, it's not going to serve you well, because I'm not giving you the best you can get. So that yeah. word, no, I've always known how to say it. Um, but my confidence in saying it now, I'm taking it with me. A whole nother oh, level. Okay. You say no, nope, nope. nope. My thought is when you say no to good ideas, it leaves you available and accessible to say yes to God's ideas for you. You know, you want to, you want your steps to be ordered and, mm -hmm. and you just can't, you can't do that because you'll hear these, you know, and it's a good idea and, and, and it should be done, but I do not have the bandwidth to do it or I'm going to resent you. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. going to not be able to get my proper sleep and I'm going to resent you. I'm going to be mad because I'm tired and I'm going to resent you. So this is for our relationship. No. <laughs> right. Right. And sometimes I say the yes out of fear. Like there's sometimes opportunities come up, come up and I'm like, yes, because I don't know if this opportunity is going to come around again. Mm -hmm. And what is going to happen? What are people going to think if I don't do it? Um, how am I going to keep being successful in my career if I don't do all these things? Yeah. And when you talked about like letting that fear go, sometimes my no is me letting go of the fear that I'm missing out mm -hmm. on something. Okay. And understanding that this, you're right, this is a great opportunity. This is a good thing for me to do. This is great for the community. However, it's not the best. Mm -hmm. and it's okay for me to say no and sit in the fact that it doesn't mean that you know, something is not going to come around. It's going to be better for me a little bit later. I think no is an act of faith as well, right? 
it, mm-hmm. it, it can be an act of faith. I remember having a conversation with someone who was a, a, a huge power player and he was inviting me to be a medical media consultant on this major show. And I wanted to tell him, yes, I really did. And I heard in my mind me saying, you know, this could open up some opportunities for you. But it was around HIV, which was not an area of passion for me. It was an area of interest. And I just didn't feel like I would be good at that. And so as I am wanting to say no to or yes to him, I'm having this conversation in my mind. And I was like, well, why would you say yes? Because it could open doors. And I remember in my spirit just hearing, um, God opens doors for you that no man can close. So I said, Mm -hmm. no. And I saw my director's face get beat red. I hope he's not watching now, get beat red. And I could see him in the spirit saying, no, do you know who this is? (laughs) And he was the executive director for this Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Neil Bauer. And so Neil is not used to hearing no. Let me just be clear. And in any event, I said no. And so Neil was kind of taken aback because he doesn't hear that frequently. And he said, well, well, might I ask why? And I said, well, that is not an area that I feel I'm an expert in. And I can connect you with someone, but that's not my scope of expertise and it's not my passion. And so he said, well, what is your passion? I said, my passion is um, getting the accurate portrayals of non-stigmatizing um, into storylines in Hollywood, but it's not HIV. And he said, oh, and so Neil connected me to the person who was doing that. And as a result, I got to work on 90210. I got to work on different sitcoms and and ER and different things. But had I not said no, that opportunity wouldn't have opened up for me. And that no was literally an act of faith that God could open doors for me that no man could close. Had I not said that, I would have been showing up late for him. I would have been bringing my A game because I wasn't interested, you know? And so understand that no is an act of faith as well. Yeah, yeah. Amen. I'm, I'm just letting all of that just kind of just kind of settle in my spirit because that is so true. That is so true. An act of faith. And I think like the opposite is fear and not acting in fear. And I feel like that's what we've been talking about. It's been two two things I've been thinking about, two kind of resources I've been thinking about it as we've been talking. But one is um, I've just read pieces of this book and I know I need to go back and read the fullness of it. But the book called Boundaries, have y'all, I think it's Henry Cloud. I think that's his name. I, I think so. But it's called Boundaries. And it, it, it is a Christian based book, but it's real good. And it talks exactly about what you're talking about is um, really the power of no the power of, of, of no and when to say it, how to say it and how boundary issues come up in so many different relationships, come up in churches and ministries and just what gets in the way of people saying no. The other one is, as I heard, this was just on a YouTube clip, a person I've really been following a lot, Pastor Hart Ramsey. And he had um, a, a, um, a sermon clip called, I think it was called um, like people prison. But basically what he was saying is being in prison basically to other people's opinions, their thoughts, well, what are they gonna think? What are they gonna say? Because in that example that you gave, you could have easily been bound by fear, right? And be so concerned. If I say no, what are all these people gonna think? What are they gonna think? You know, all sorts of things that they could have had you bound. But like you say, you just felt that release and said, no, let me just go ahead and say no to this. And then how they'll just release you and all of what really God has you for. And then you would have the grace to do it. 
the mm -hmm. grace to do it and really mm -hmm. operate more fully and really where you're, I won't say I'm really going to get church here, but where that anointing really flows, mm -hmm. where it really does flow. So I think those two are great, like boundaries, that book boundaries, and that um, at least the pieces that I took from that sermon about, again, I don't remember the exact title, but it had the word prisons in it and people. And that's what stood out to me because we can be in prison and in bondage to other people's thoughts, opinions, beliefs, and what they might say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that you are not going to do? We've been talking about what we are going to do in 2021, how we're going to, be, is there something that you're not going to do in 2021? Or even when you're coming up with your goals, you know, I made goals this way last time. I'm not going to do it this time. Uh, Cause like we know uh, Nikita's not making a vision board. Uh, <laughs> like are there some things that you, <laughs> that you definitely are not going to do? Hmm. I feel Me, like, I'll, I'll go ahead Nikita. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, it's not what I'm not. I mean, it's kind of that. I call it, I, I'm going to say cape off, you know, um, in the sense that, you know, I am no longer trying to be the black woman, superwoman who can do everything, be everything for everyone. You know, um, that is that I took the cape off. So the cape is not in the toolbox, it's somewhere over there in the closet, you know, whatever. <laughs> look, look, so, um, I don't know exactly what, what those things will be, but there's a lot of things that I imagine that I will not be doing in 2021. Um. I'm going to save this live so <laughs> we can replay this part that you said. You are taking off your cape. I'm taking off the cape. And, and that's a part of my complex for perfection, you know, letting go of this idea that I can be perfect and I should achieve that you know, and letting it go and being okay, letting go of the guilt of not doing stuff like you said, or not reaching some of those unrealistic goals that were in 2020, you know, whatever, but letting go of that guilt so that, you know, I can truly, truly focus. And it's about giving myself grace too, you know, so giving me some grace and giving that to others, you know, so I am, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't have any specifics, but like I said, I'm giving myself grace. I'm letting go of perfection and the cape is off. Nikita will not be any and everything to everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I recorded this. Write it down, write down the date and the time. <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I think for me, mine is just going to be making sure what I'm not going to do, what I'm not going to do is be involved in any other, any previous unhealthy cycles or patterns, right? Not going around that same mountain time and time again. So I have awareness now of what the mountain is, what the cycle is, what the pattern is. And for me, I'm just going, I'm just going to share this in a transparent way is anything for me. I, I think, I think God has revealed this to me is that what I've dealt with to a degree is like fear of rejection or spirit of rejection. Some people talk about it that way. And so, and so anything that's attached to that, whether it is um, wrapped in, because like rejection to me is different for different people in terms of what it looks like. But if par parts of it, I think for me is, is this good enough? Will I measure up in this way? Am I adequate with this? 
And so any, any type of questions around that, anytime that's triggered, be it professionally, personally, relationally, whatever it is, saying what I know is that something that has kept me in a pattern or a cycle of making certain decisions is all of what's wrapped in kind of that um, fear of or spirit of rejection. So I was just reading something and it was talking about having victory over that. Spirit of rejection. So, uh, so yeah, so that ain't going with me. That ain't in my toolkit. So kind of like what the kid is saying, that's not in the toolkit, nothing related to that, attached to that, entangled with it, any of his friends and cousins. So whatever comes with rejection, the friends, the cousins, all of them, none of them gonna come in the 2021. Uh, but I know I need to stay, you know, committed to that and do things to make sure that manifests fully. But that's that's what's not coming with me. For me, what's not going in to 2021 is paralysis by analysis. Mm. I have so often <laughs> not launched, not done, because I was waiting for it to be perfect. An imperfect launch is better than a perfect nothing. And I will launch, I will upgrade, I will do what Apple does, what iPad, what these different companies do, they give the iPad or Apple 11, whatever this phone is that you guys use. I'm a Droid girl, so I don't even know what your phone is called, but that, that phone that you all stand in line for, Apple 11 or whatever, 12 or whatever, each year they do a new rendition and they upgrade. They don't wait until it's 12 quality. They started with one. Then you guys gave them feedback and they went to two. You guys gave them feedback, they went to three. I'm going to launch imperfectly and then I'm going to upgrade and you're gonna have a, a 10th edition or 11th edition, but I'm not going to wait until it's perfect because I will never do it. So no paralysis by analysis for me in 2021. You guys help me stick to that, okay? <laughs> Yeah, we're going to help each other, hold each other accountable, support each other. Because I was going to say, I think that one is something that we're all leaving behind, even evidenced mm -hmm. by the fact that we're doing this live, because we have been talking about this, and we've been thinking about it, and we have been like, oh, wait, this is not quite right. Um, this could be better. And we've been doing this, and then we were just like, today, we're just going to come live. Uh, so I think that all of us are trying to leave that behind. Yeah. And in addition to that, I think I am trying to leave behind um, dimming my shine because I'm afraid it's not good enough. Mm. And so um, I, have, I have lots of things that people say that, oh, you do this very well. But because I compare it to people who also do it well, I'm like, well, it's not as great as that person. And it's not as great as that person. So, you know, I kind of just kind of diminish it because if it's not, you know, amazing, then, yeah. you know, what is it? And so um, I think that I'm, leave I'm trying to leave that behind in 2020. I'm trying to not diminish my shine just because it doesn't shine the same way as someone else's shine. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that one. I felt that as you said that, because I think a lot of what we're talking about is so wrapped up into fear it's mm -hmm. so wrapped up in the fear. And that's what I hear people talking about a lot is just this idea of um, really just how negative it can be and how problematic it can be to get caught up in to comparison, you know? 
So yeah, I felt that just personally for you, Tiffany, if I can just say, because it is so much greatness on the inside of you. And it's so many awesome things you have to, and I know you're going to be like, hey, let's just stop. But it's just like, it's so much that you do. Just so, I think that's why I felt that because I know it is like, it's people out there waiting on what you have to offer, waiting on what we all have to offer. So it's just time to get out there and get it done and get it out to people. And she does it so effortlessly is the big thing, whatever. She looks amazing and she makes it look effortless. Mm -hmm. Even in her t-shirts, even in her t-shirts, even her t-shirts, her t-shirts will will have something amazing and phenomenal on it. Mm -hmm. So I know y'all making me super uncomfortable right now. (laughs) (laughs) I need y'all to stop. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. okay let's just go in a different direction you see I'm like moving and shaking I'm y'all can't you can't see my hands but I'm like oh are you making me very uncomfortable right now with this conversation yeah. I appreciate it I appreciate it um yeah. but again I think um us doing this live us launching a podcast um is definitely going to be us upgrading as we go <laughs> <laughs> and new stuff and doing that but um it is all a part of us releasing the fear and realizing that there's greatness in all of us and us together the four of us together and bringing wisdom and humor and all of that we feel like it's going to serve someone else well yeah so we are Absolutely. excited we don't have no details about how often we're going to be releasing stuff yet when you can find the stuff we don't know because we are imperfectly launching, but <laughs> we, will, we will be back. And so we want people to like the Facebook page and keep up with us so that as things come out, you'll be a part of it um, because and, we yeah. want you to be a part of our sweet tea and lemonade family. And, and this is a podcast of four sister friends serving up the tea, slicing up life's lemons with love, laughter, and lots of lessons learned. What we want you to remember is when life serves you lemons, turn it into sweet tea and serve up some delightful lemonade.